Yo, yo, this is Treasy. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the On Ear Network. We know you've heard our tag at the end of this show, but it dawned on us that we've never really introduced ourselves. So we wanted to invite you to listen to all of our podcasts. Right now, our roster consists of And Then We Had Sex, a comedy couple that talks about their sex life with an occasional celebrity. The Locker Room, where men take off their filters and say how they really feel. And Grams of Snow, for your underworld and organized crime stories. And of course, Kind of Movie Critics which is our show, where we deep dive into movies and TV. So if you enjoy this show, check out some of One Ear's other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's start the show. Something wrong so far? No, oh, look, Pat. I know we behind. I'm disappointed in you, Meech. Come on, man. You know I've been dealing with T's shooting. Yo, Pat, me and T ain't never stiff you before, man. Yeah, you ain't never been behind like this either. Listen, this your alarm clock. If I don't get my loot in six days, this motherfucker gonna ring. Six days? And I'm taxing your ass 10 points for being late. Now get the fuck out of my car. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking. Time for thinking ahead. So very much of what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Oh, wake up, everybody. <laughs> no more sleeping in bed. Alarm clock, nigga. Man, shout out to Philly International, man. They. They had they had the soundtrack for the for the streets for when heroin. heroin use? Yeah. For heroin use? Like. When, when heroin was 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 popping, boy, they had the sound they had the soundtrack for that. And a Curtis Mayfield child. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. If you've been living under a rock, just behind the times. Just behind the times. We are your favorite drug dealer slash mafia slash street gang slash anything Rico related podcast called Grams Ups. Motherfucking snow, Grams of snow. Hi, friends. <laughs> oh, I feel so animated today for no reason. He has been very animated today. Yeah, he is. It's, you know, there's been a new leaf turned over in my life. Six. You found a religion or something? Um, it's so much more simpler than that. But it's not. It's not a conversation for this podcast, man. Um, secrets don't make friends. Yeah, they don't, man. But friends make secrets. There it is. Ta-da. There it is. You're a smart one, six. I do what I can. I appreciate you. Definitely the brains of this operation. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck you up. Cause you ain't. Nah, nah, nah. You 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 listen. I'm gonna say this. We a phenomenal team. You you know what I'm saying? I can tell you're someone's husband. Huh? I can tell you're someone's husband. That's funny. We're, we're we we are a pretty good team, six. You get on my nerves sometimes, but you be on point, man. Little sisters too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Grams of Snow podcast. We are here breaking down BMF on stars. We are currently on episode three. Okay. Yeah, shit was lit, man. Um, let me go ahead and introduce us, right? Oh God. (laughs) I never know. And I'm always just Oh, God. You, you always just be in, in the waiting pattern, right? Yes. Just trying to figure out what what, what the hell's going on. Huh? Who, which historical figure are you gonna? 
I know, man. today. <laughs> I know, man. I'm sorry, man. Well, uh, you're going to, I guess. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. She, uh-huh, I think I she holds a place in some people's hearts, man. Oh, you God. know, but we we gonna get to it, man. Oh my God. You know who this is, man? It's your boy Treasy, man. Um, AKA Capsule Foley. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> I had to take it to Detroit, man. Axel Foley was a staple in the in Detroit PD. Okay, and your boy Capsule Foley is on the case. Capsule Foley, baby. Well, I, I don't know what you sick of, Six. Huh? I don't know yet. <laughs> I wish I wish y'all could see me. I, I, I don't ever know. Yeah, man. Or the or uh that that voice that you hear, man, opposite of Capsule Foley, which okay. is me, is uh my partner in crime, my Ace Boon Coon, man. Is that is that is that problematic, Ace Boon Coon? No. That's not I like it, right? Yeah, it still works. I like that too. That's my partner in crime, my co-defendant. Oh, we gonna get to that too. God, y'all, I've been trying so hard to save you. I am it's an uphill battle, guys. I have been trying so hard to save you. Shout out to my partner six, man, aka Keisha Knight Pillium. What is your problem? Rudy? <laughs> yeah, Rudy, cuz. Rudy, cause she literally just got married to a lovely bo. young man. Oh, did she, man? Shout yes. out, to, shout out to Keisha. I'm talking, I'm talking like I know her. Right, that's like, Keisha. Like y'all on a first name basis. Yeah, she should know the God Treasy. Over your shit. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. I, you know, I pondered about it because we talked about. I talked about a name for our listeners last time. Guys, I have been trying. I know she has. She she and she's floated against this. I'm not saying that this is the name we're going to stick with, but this was the name that I came across that I felt like I felt like it was a good starting position, man. Oh my God. And, and and if I could just speak to you, the listeners real quick. You know, he's it, clenching his heart. Oh I am God. clenching. I'm clenching my pearls here because I want to speak to you all genuinely here, man. Jeez. You know, I, I have a lot of respect for anybody who hits play on these podcasts and listen to these things all the way through. Deep. You know, the people that take the time out of their day to tell us that they really appreciate us and what we do and how consistent we are and, and, and how we just make the experience a little fun six, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've gotten a few of those compliments, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I swore that I would come up with a name for our listeners and I'm not saying this is the one, but I landed on co-defendants. I felt like it was proper. You know, we're, we're a podcast that talks about all things pretty much, you know, that'll, that are illegal. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, these are illegal activities we're speaking of. So, you know, I just co-defendants just sounded, just sounded good, man. We got to talk about how that looks on merch. That, that, that probably will look fire on merch. I'm telling you right now, I'm not wearing anything that says co-defendant on it. Why? What's, that doesn't imply anything. A code is, yo, you, you a code bro. Like you about, you about that life. You about that life, man. I will. All right, we'll get to it. It's you know, six, six is giving me a stone cold face. I'm trying, guys. Yeah, I, I have, I have, you know, just acquiesced to the fact that I have to do this, but <laughs> I'm gonna do my goddamnedest to make sure it's something I'll actually appreciate. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna get off it, man, because. You know, it, it it's it's either gonna be organic or it's gonna be nothing. So he'll I'll, think of something at four a.m. and text me at six. They, text you at what time? Six. What the hell? Yeah, there it is. He's good for that. Treasy loves an early morning text. That's funny. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, 
I don't know, man. There's a lot to say about this episode, man. A lot of twists and turns. A lot you have of, a new segment? Yeah. <laughs> yo, okay. you really try. Yo, you okay. really try hard. What, what's the name of your segment? Six was right. She was six was white. I mean, right. She she's so bad once uh-uh, it comes. Uh-uh. <laughs> I tried to uh-uh, I tried to slide that in. You thought it was. Take it back. Well, it's kind of a reference take to cocaine. It, take it's it. a reference to cocaine. Take it back. Right, I'm taking it back. I took it back. I'm Thank sorry, you. six. Six was right. I would, but you know what? Who All jokes aside. You to call me a white woman. Are you crazy? I didn't call you a white woman. I said six was white. Go to hell. Continue whatever your fucking point is. I'm trying to get out. Well, my point is is that I, I can't even be mad at you, man. I think a lot of things that you said came to fruition this episode. And, be knowing. and I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. We're going to get into them, though. We're going to yes. get into them in the breakdown. Um, let's go ahead and jump into this weigh-in, though, right off the rip, Six. Let's. Pat just gave us six days to pay him back, and he's taxing us 10%. Six days? How the fuck we going to do that when we only pulling 30 off the rec center? Guess we got to hustle around the clock. But, yo, there was this article that dropped in the free press about all that drug use at these plants. Now, them factory niggas, they ain't scraping for dub, dimes, and nicks. They want that high-quality A1 shit that we got. So you want that factory shit again? Ain't the worst idea I heard. Six. Yes. This episode was... I don't know, man. This... this, this I, 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 so I, I just watched it, right? Mm-hmm. You've had some time to sit with it. I, I've had a little bit of a, a week, and, it, and I'm just now getting to it Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Also, thanks for being patient with us, guys. We appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, very much. We usually drop these on Mondays, but, you know, obviously you're hearing it on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and that's because of me. So, yeah. So, you know, thanks. I wasn't going to throw under the bus like that, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a nigga busy. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. Boy. Yeah, no. You know. He's nigga. snapping like a bad bitch. Yeah, you know, I am a bad bitch. You know, six. You feel me? Okay. But um, no, in all serious, man, I, I, I'm still really kind of processing this episode because a lot happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, like, it seems like they, they kept it really fast paced still like the way that I was kind of complaining about last episode but this but this episode even like the fast paced nature of it at least there was some there, there was movement there was like proper movement yeah going it was into more complete it, it f- wasn't rushed it was just fast yeah it was just it was just fast a lot was coming out of I mean a lot of character development happened here man and subtly almost I agree I yeah. agree there were some things that were very very subtle the way that you would see it in real life mm-hmm. like the way that you realize something about someone like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And and just to be clear, and the reason why like me just watching it is kind of like a big it's 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 gonna be hard for me to really grasp onto this because I'm like a two watch kind of guy. Yes, you know, he is. like the first watch is 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 kind of like taking all the information. And the second time for me is is where I really start smoothing out how I feel about it. But off natural instinct, I think I'm gonna give this a brick. I think I'm gonna give this a full brick. Absolutely. Um I I just think this was a really good episode. I, you know, I'm still like some things about it, like Meech's acting still to me, you know, need a little bit of improvement um, and, and stuff like that, man. But we're just really starting to get into some good, 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 like thick drama, man. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, and I'm excited to see where it goes because I, I like the cans that have been opened in this episode. Ooh, yeah, sweet bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, where do, where do you stand with the episode? Oh, it's definitely a break to me. Definitely a break. Um, okay, no, no, no doubts no, at all. I've got to watch it twice. Sat with it. Um, 
I think I'm well documented on this podcast and everything that we've done that my favorite thing about stuff like this is is a story moving. Mm-hmm. Am I getting it's setting it up for the next episode? Mm. And am I getting complete information? Mm. And I think my only real complaint mm-hmm. was we did not need that scene with J Mo being a fucking ghost in pat's car <laughs> um right i get that feeds into that it's probably gonna start haunting me but like it's not friday the 13th nigga like don't nobody care like, yeah that, w- that was kind of a weird scene yeah but mm. that was the only waste to me mm. that was the only waste to me everything else like you said while it moved quickly it wasn't rushed mm-hmm. um i i really enjoyed this episode yeah I, I, and again because you know in our new segment six is always right <laughs> I knew what was happening, what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell. I don't want to say it was predictable, but there were some things, just the natural order of things. Right. But I was still very anxious watching because while I knew what was going to happen, I didn't know how it could happen. Okay. And I appreciated that it still kept that element of surprise. Like, yeah, A, B, and C is going to happen, but how are they going to do it? And it kept me anxious on my toes. I appreciated it. I really like this episode. So, so give me an example of like something that happened in this episode that you didn't think was going to happen or, you know. I mean, we don't have to get too deep into it, but I just out of curiosity. Um, I mean, no, I thought all of it was going to happen, right? Like, I'm not even being funny. Okay. Um, but even like with Meech paying the mortgage. Right. Oh, yes, that's something you call. That's something you said, like episode yeah. one. Yeah, episode one. Right. right. So he pays the mortgage. Yeah. I didn't know that he wouldn't ask his mother. I in my mind, it was they were going to work in cahoots, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that to start to make um fucking their dad leave. Right, like stuff like that, where I know Meat's gonna pay the mortgage. I know it's gonna be a problem. I didn't know it'd be that kind of problem. Right, you know what I mean. Mm. Um, I knew that they were eventually gonna move on to the factory. Okay, I didn't realize they'd end up moving a whole brick <laughs> out of a food truck. <laughs> good burger, home of the good <laughs> burger, home of the stone burger, my guy. Yeah. But stuff stone like that, burger. where it was okay for for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, because this show has to fight against predictability because it's a true story. Yes. And it's a popular true story. Yeah. So I think the writers knew that mm-hmm. and they found ways to make it interesting while still holding close to the truth, mm. which I appreciated. And just to fight people's predictability, even if this wasn't a true story, mm-hmm. the way the order of things lets you know what has to happen next. Sure. But they're doing it in a way where it's like, whoa, I didn't know what happened like that. Yeah. Which I, which I like. I like a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I I like what you're saying. Um that that is something that this show is doing well, you know, just uh, you know, like taking that cuz that is a struggle. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost bi, you know, biopic in nature. And there's a ton of stories about Big Misha already exist. That already exist, right? Yeah. So how do you take information that's already out there sort of slab it, mix it in with a little bit of, you know, uh just television drama right. and swirl it around and make it somewhat of a new experience for people who may already be familiar familiar with the story you know and, right uh and and it's hard for me to speak from that place because i'm only familiar with a certain part of their story so to me all this shit is new mm-hmm. you know but but even like you bought this, some some research last time when you were like um nobody ever found out t's killer yeah you know but, but to see them like constantly insert it it's like are they going to make a proclamation on who they think did it right or is it just going to be a bunch of guesses because he had you know T had a wild ass line that I thought was very contrived. It was very forced. He was like, I bet you he the nigga who shot me. The <laughs> nigga shot you in the eye. You wouldn't yeah. have to bet, baby. You would know. Yeah. So. But yeah. But I mean, I, you know, I think that I think it's um, 
I think it's a legitimate thing for maybe a viewer who doesn't know anything about their story to come to that conclusion and say, yo, I bet you Lamar shot him, you yeah. know, just out of just out of sheer, you know, I think that's part of like watching these shows is is making the predictions and seeing what sticks, what doesn't stick. You right. Know, so. And how it sticks. So. And how it sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, so we so we both agree that this episode is a brick. I, I wish I had a little bit more time to be very precise about how I felt about it, but I'm just going to go with gut instinct here. I'm so. excited to see you off the cuff. We never get you like this. Maybe you'll be nicer. I'm always nice, six. Oh. Yeah, I'm always nice in case you didn't know, Keisha. I didn't. Yeah, Pillium. All right, let's go into this uh, breakdown. Oh, I didn't hear you. What'd you say? Go to hell is what I said. <laughs> Meet me there. <laughs> y'all ain't sold a single bag yet? Man, the Robocop's been rolling all day. Did y'all at least try to find a store to post up in? Do you see any stores around here? Why am I just now hearing about this, given how pressed we are? Now, I'm not going to alert you every time the wind changes, all right? I'm going to handle shit. Obviously, you not, nigga. Blowing a whole fucking day. Let's break this shit down. Let's first. get into this motherfucking episode. So man. much to fucking unpack, child. First of all, how are we going to start off with Pat? In the back of a... Was, was it a limo or was it just like a regular Oldsmobile type shit? Child, I don't know what... I think it, was, it wasn't a limo. Okay. It wasn't a limo. Right, right. It was a little, a little two rows. This nigga pulled up with seats already wrapped in plastic. Baby, I got so nervous. I said, oh, we're here. Yeah, that, that was cold. I'm going to tell you what that is. Like, I have a soft spot for little for little subtle details like that. So when Heat, you ever seen Heat? Yes. When they pull Wayne Grow out of the diner and then, uh, 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 I forget the dude, he opened up the trunk. And the trunk was already lined in, like, yes. plastic bags. Like, little shit like that. Just that preparedness yeah. for the situation. I have an, I have an empathetic just we appreciate like, planning we appreciate that sort of that level yeah. of planning yeah so it, obviously he was ready to goddamn splatter meach head all over the, his his fine leather interior the alarm clocks for the ring child yeah that was a cold line he didn't have a couple cold lines he did he said consider the first of all he gave a nigga six days not seven mm. not ten not five yeah you have six days on the gregorian calendar <laughs> To bring me my money. Yeah. And 10% more for my inconvenience. Wow. I, see, I was, I wonder how, because they were talking about that like that, like they were in too deep to be able to get that back. I think they didn't expect them to be able to catch up in six days. Right. I don't think he ever intended to kill him. I think it was always about scaring him. Well, keeping him under the thumb. Right. So I think that he wanted to impress upon him that he was serious. Mm-hmm. Because when he made that comment, he was like, he ain't going to have money in six days. Yeah. He like, that's the point, to keep him under me where they belong. Which right. proves, again, that Six was right. Right. And Pat feels threatened by the fact that they trying to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Not his jam. Mm-hmm. Um, But I don't, so I don't think it was, he didn't expect that money in mm-hmm. six days. I think when he sobers up, and we'll get to that, mm-hmm. he's going to find a reason to be upset that he got paid back. Because mm. he didn't, he didn't anticipate it. Okay, so and they haven't asked for the work yet either. Right. So, mm. so I mean, where, if you Pat, where do you go with that? They paid me back too fast. Obviously, you want them to keep buying from you. That's something that we that that was established. So, mm-hmm. so like, do you go to the next? I guess is the next like level of escalation. Like, um. You don't give him any more work, right? Because I remember he said it 
before, you guys are selling too fast. Yeah. And it wasn't that he didn't want his work moved. It was, I don't want you little niggas to get a taste of something. Mm-hmm. Scale it back. He's trying to keep them as corner boys. Mm-hmm. So I think that if, if it goes that way, it's a matter of, I'm not giving you any more work than I already give you. Figure it out. Step on it. Right. Which they're not going to do because they're building a name by having pure product at this point. Okay. That's a good point. Let me hypothesize something here. Mm-hmm. What we know is that Meech and T have a cop in pocket. Used to. You Right, right. Because we're we going to get to that. Like, they, he fucked up, with, you know, when B. Mickey shot J-Mo, mm-hmm. which you were right about that again, you know. And I didn't argue with you. I didn't argue with you there because I know that that was a thing. Like, the you know, the cop has to account for this body. You argue me down about B. Mickey, please. We record oh, this show. Oh, no, no, no. I argued you down about B. Mickey for sure. We record like, this show. Yeah, you're right about that. I definitely argued you down about B. Mickey. But, but I understood the whole thing about, like, him killing homie was putting the cop him him killing J-Mo was putting the cop in a sticky situation. Yeah. I agreed there. I just felt like it was still, you know, this it's the dual layers. It's the street level of maintaining, you know, your power and then obviously there's this political level. And of course the people on the street level, they're not going to think about the political level. But T is back, child. They might flip roles, but keep going. Yeah. You don't get there too. <laughs> but all right, so what I'm getting at is if T and Meech can afford a police officer in their pocket, mm-hmm. what do we think Pat can afford? Right? So they got this whole new drug task force, this Drano thing that sounds like it's being head up by the Michigan State Police. Yes. Okay. So if they can afford a Detroit cop, can Pat afford a federal a agent? Pat well, can afford a DA. Right. So so do you start flexing in that way? Because now we see that there there's pressure. Mm. There's a potential way for pressure to start boiling down with this whole Drano thing. And, and that's how Pat dies. Ooh, talk to me. Pat's gone. I am about 67% sure. Why 67? Because this could be a stretch, right? Okay, okay. But And it could just... And now I'm afraid to research it because I don't want to... But Got it. Pat is in the way. And now Pat is freebasing. Yeah. Oh, Pat is definitely freebasing. So he on his Marion Barry shit. You understand? <laughs> so that's gonna make him super unpredictable. Mm-hmm. He didn't want them to be able to go on their own. Eventually, Terry gonna beat Meech ass if Meech don't go ask for this raw product. Right. Because <laughs> Terry has had enough of everybody's bullshit. Mm-hmm. He go ask for that shit. And now that you mention it, Pat is going to try and pull a big joker. Yeah. And T gonna blow his brains out. Ooh, you predict T is doing this? I did, only because T doesn't have this affection for Pat that Meech does. That's true, right? T is, you know, Meech wanted to do this with Pat specifically when they were kids. Right. T wanted to be with his brother. Right. Right. So if it has to happen, I don't think Meech could. Meech could do it, but. In my mind, it ends up to you. One, watch me start this whole segment and start being wrong about everything. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's how I go. Right, but I'm like I said, sixty seven percent sure that Pat mm-hmm. fucking out of here, dog. Like, yeah. there, there's no way to Pat's not gonna become their underling. Right, and we know that T M each survived the game, and we know that they dominated yeah. Detroit at the time. So, so there has to be some change, changing of the guard. Right, yeah. somebody knee got a bend. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm not mad at that. Do you feel like that happens this season? Maybe towards the end. Towards I feel like he can cause a whole bunch of hell first. I I don't think they're gonna want to get rid of Pat. 
Mm. You know, like I said, Meech has this affection for him. Mm -hmm. T probably has a reverence for him. I don't know if it's affection or respect, but Mm -hmm. it's a, that's the OG, you know? Um, I think that's going to give Pat a lot of room to survive a lot of mess. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it happens this season, the end of it. Okay. That might be like the cliffhanger. See, hmm, that's interesting because I could see it happening a lot sooner just because of what where it puts them on the, in the drug ecosystem. Because, all right, so we if we're counting enemies, right? Pat is an enemy now. Everybody's an enemy. Jimmy. Right. 12th Street is an enemy. Lamar, there's 12th Street and then there's Lamar. Uh-huh. So we're up to three enemies. Uh-huh. Keep going. Drano. Keep going. That's an enemy. Uh. I guess I would consist, consider Mr. Flannery somewhat of an en- enemy. Keep going. We don't know what's going to happen with these these uh, good burger trucks. <laughs> these rock burger. What are they called? Stone burgers? Stone burgers. These stone burger trucks. Not like they survive. I feel like we good there. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we don't know what kind of, what that's going to stir up in terms of um, opposition, conflict. You know, oh, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, what conflict that's going to. People going to recognize. Yeah. So that the people who were buying from them who work at factory all of a sudden ain't mm-hmm. no, but keep going. There's another enemy. Who else? Cato. Oh my God. Yes. So I, I want that bitch head in three episodes. Remember okay, in snowfall when I used to demand people's <laughs> right. people scalps, <laughs> right? I'm getting back to that. You're back to that. For I Kato. am demanding Cato's scalp. Yo. Okay. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna give Kato her flowers. Little hot ass bitch. Yes, but I'm. But I under like she. She seems to be one of the only people that really understands this assignment. You know, she has ambition to move up in the drug game. Now, the ambition, obviously, we see that. We when we see that in pretty much any other character of all time, ambition is going to get you murdered, right? Like, her too. Yeah, she. I mean, she got to go. You can't. You can't. You can't play both sides, but what I will say is that like, what it's I be will, Lamar take her little whole ass out too. Watch, you said gonna, gonna piss be Lamar, Lamar off. You think so? That nigga is unhinged. I feel like B Mickey might have to do it. Mm. And I'm I will be making an apology. Okay. I still think he ain't shit. Okay. I'm just talking about specifically. I said he was going to be a huge problem for them, right? And be super ambitious, right? I truly appreciate it and respect it when she tried to get out of her place mm-hmm. he was like hey whatever happened between me and meech that's right. between family like niggas argue niggas fight that's still my nigga mind your business mm-hmm. which proved good because what 10 minutes later in a fucking bowling alley bathroom yeah fucking whore. yeah here guy they're sleeping with the enemy fucking whore. what what do you what do you hypothesize her connection to lamar or and and did she come to him or did he come to her I, I don't know. Yeah. Because now I want to know, where does Lil Ho from? They say she from down south. Right. Did oh, Lamar, they said she from down south? Yeah, remember um, oh. B. Mickey had called out in the last episode. Uh-huh. Um, you ain't from girls around Detroit. You know, down south girls. You must be Indian or something because you got straight hair. Ooh. Okay. So apparently she's from, or she's saying that she's from down south. I don't know if that's true or not. Ain't no internet, ain't no Facebook, ain't no IG. Right. Um, but is she just from River Rouge and nobody knew because she was a young girl mm-hmm. who paid attention to girls? Um, is she some Kendall Lamar? Or is she really from down south and just happened to 
running? Is she related to Lamar? Yeah. Is she related to Slick? Okay. We may be getting somewhere. She may be related. There's got to be a connection there because you can't just be, you know, I'm pitching corners for them and now I want to I want to pitch you this proof of concept. And she's been like, doing it for a while is my thing. Before Lamar got out. Yeah. Like she's not new to their crew. How old is she? I'm going to say she's 15, 16. Because if T older than them and T ain't but 17 years old. Yeah. Well, he just turned 18. So, damn. Yeah, that got me really wondering like what their connection is. Like, who is she a little do, girl? Do she ha- exactly? Yeah. Do she have any siblings? Mm, you love a sibling story, child. <laughs> yeah, I do. You do love a sibling storyline. I, I, I story do see sibling storylines. You're right about that. I was wrong about. I was wrong about man boy and, child, uh, you was and big wrong to today. But 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 I was like I was wrong, but it led us to a right place though. Uh-huh, I, I was right wrong. Uh huh. You know. Insert that Terrence Howard clip from Get Rich or Die Trying here. <laughs> um. But I don't, it's bothering me because it's like, how did, mm-hmm. how you end up over there? Yeah, that, that, that is my number one question. And how come if that nigga approached you, why wasn't your first call to Meech? Or at least be Mick, like. Right. Right. Because Lamar ain't got no money, child, so. Mm. Yeah. But, well, no, he said it's on a good faith deal. So I guess he sold that he'll rob them. And give her some of the money. Right. Or give her a higher role in what they're doing. Got it. Which I can see her falling for that. Especially since you're getting... See, that's that's why you can't sun certain employees. You just can't sun them. They'll, they'll, they she have wasn't no, getting sunned before, though. Nigga, please. She got sunned off the rip. She was the, She's the reason they started uh, doing rock. Because she got sunned because she was... um. Because she, she was selling cheaper price, you know, cheaper. No, well, prices. she deserved that, though. That that It's what, what happened to her at the bowling alley was her getting sunned. What happened to her when she was selling the product for cheaper? She she knew she shouldn't do that. Right. She improvised, and she's a kid. But right. no, she got started the bowling alley. Sure, but it seems like everyone. Which one of the, which one of the two praised her for her ambition? Was it Meech? He yeah. kind of like praises her for like not least... to her face, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's something to that. I wonder if there's something to that. Anyway, I, and I'm also interested because Meek protect Meek Meech mm-hmm. protected her there. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see Terry and Meech flip because it seems yeah. like Meech is about to become the level-headed. Let's yes. hear them out. Let's walk this. I think not having Terry around made him realize what his shortcomings were, like we said. Right, and he might be trying to dig into those. Yeah, um, and Terry's like actually. Y'all niggas think Kool-Aid pump out my heart and I'm not with the shits. Yeah. You fucking thought it was. You think a nigga gonna shoot me now you gonna play with me? Heard you, King. Fuck out of here. Right. And I would imagine getting shot probably gives you that sense. In the face. Probably helps you develop that sense of urgency and that sense (laughs) of like, um, that sense of like, just that sort of binary transaction. You either with me or against me. Getting shot in your face in front of your baby mother house when your child is three days old will do that to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see how that. I can see how yeah, that would change the course of your life. Yeah, I, I can see things. You know, getting a little things a little are real. way more urgent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, going back to what you said about Meech, man. I, I, I had to give him a little nickname, man, manifestation Meech and shit, manifesting mm-hmm. Meech. That was kind of dope. That was he. He he basically broke down a whole vision board to that to that uh, truck owner. What was mm-hmm. the dude named Fredro? Fonz, Fonz to his friends, but we can call him David. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that that was really dope. Um, um, 
and I, so my first thought when I saw that, the, the, you know, the food truck and all of that, did you ever watch The Shy? No. Oh, okay. So that became like one of the plot lines in season two of The Shy, where it's like the dude who Jason Mitchell played, a guy named like Brandon, mm-hmm. where he bought a food truck and then he ended up getting like um, somewhat extorted, you know, by by like uh, a dude that ran like one of the gangs in Chicago. Okay. And um yeah, he just got himself into like a little racket where he he was he was almost forced to sell drugs out of his truck, out of his food truck. So I was like, "Man, I ain't gonna hold you for do that right. It's kind of brilliant. I will go to a food truck where I could buy tacos and weed." Yeah. So Virginia weed is legal here. Or right. if you live in DC, or if you're in California, if you have a lot of listeners in California, yeah. One of you should be selling tacos and weed. Yeah. Out of the same truck. I'm sure somebody does. I, I would imagine if you thought of that six. If wow, so now I'm stupid. No, 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 um, no. It's just no ideas original. That's fine. <laughs> if you have a weed and taco truck, yeah. please let us know. I will come to where you are. Right. So I can eat tacos. You talking about in Virginia? No. Oh, just anywhere in general. I, I work remotely. I will come to you. Wow. Okay. I ain't mad at that. Um I like a reason to get out of my house. Yeah. I like tacos. All right. I imagine tacos and weed. I didn't know you smoke. Nice. You smoke? I smoke very rarely right. when I feel like super safe people I trust. Okay, got it. Got so it, like got maybe it. once a year. And I <laughs> I smoked. Damn, shout out to everybody you don't trust. Well, people I trust normally don't actually smoke. Um, right, right, I right. didn't smoke for the first time till I was twenty eight years old. Okay. I okay. was like You was late bloomer. Super and I hated it then. Yeah. I don't I can eat an edible, mm-hmm. right? And I do sometimes for anxiety. Mm-hmm. But smoke I can't figure out my puff number, right? So either <laughs> I don't smoke enough and I don't get high, right? Or I end up smoking like entirely too much, okay? And I get stuck in not a good way, in a really scary and uncomfortable way, right? And I've like even counted it out before. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere in between because it's well, it's got to be right, but it's like in between a number of puffs though, because like we got up to four was my thing. Uh-huh. Four is a lot. If, you, if you're not a smoker. Right. But at two, at three, I waited for like 30 minutes and wasn't high. Interesting. Oh, so you're basically saying like three and a half, like three and a pot, like three and a shot. You understand? Yeah, like, like three and a what, Right. <laughs> what is that? Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's too much math. I'm simply not smoking. Yeah. Or maybe you should take the third pool. You should like hold it, inhale it a little I'm bit I'm going to eat edibles okay. with my tacos. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, all right, listen. Yeah. I, I respect that. You're right, though. Like edibles or like THC and tacos. That's actually it. You understand? Come on. Do you see the man. vision? Yeah. Do you see the vision? Yeah. Actually, actually, there's a girl here that does infuse food. I don't know what her permit looked like. I'm not going to shout her yeah, out. Don't I'll shout ask her. her. Out. Yeah, yeah. I, if she has the appropriate paperwork, I'll shout her out next yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might need that number. Cause. No, I'll definitely give it to you. Okay. Because okay. her food is amazing. It's, it's dope. Okay. Oh, my God. It's so good. God. And she has figured out the. You don't get blasted. Yeah. You just get like a good body high. Right. And you're full. Got it. So, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. But back to selling Coke (laughs) at a factory. (laughs) Right. Which Crack at a factory, excuse me. I mean, this is going to backfire fast. Not only is it going to backfire fast, is your your pops works in this factory, right? No, this ain't GM. Oh, oh, yeah, damn sure ain't. Damn sure ain't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think 
but the I guess the idea of it is is not going to stop here. Like this is the this is the you know how like Chick Fil A's open at, at specific places like yeah. around a mall or like a this, yeah about know. to say backfire is a strong word. I think that this it might be a proof of concept for somewhere else, something for, else. Right, right. Yeah. This is definitely their franchise sort of like map, and because this is actually really brilliant. It it is. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. You selling the niggas who's working on machinery. Like this is a little. That's a little. I know you got to be cares? a little for. Come on, that's that that is a fatality waiting to happen. They're doing crack. Yeah, <laughs> like, what do you mean? But that's what I'm saying. Like, but working with heavy machinery, they're smoking crack. What? Yeah, what? You could smoke crack at home and die sitting on your couch. Okay. I, I, I'm not making a connection. Maybe I'm slow. You're like, oh, don't sell it to them because they're smoking crack. Why do you want to be high at work? You know, you're smoking crack. One. You smoke crack once, you're a crackhead, right? So like, yeah, but some people some people don't have as much of a visceral reaction to it, like a visceral addiction to it. And that that too becomes plucks, right? right. So, because, you know, you hit that first time, you almost die. You're like, hey, this might not be the one for me. Right. But if you start to enjoy yourself, which you, these gentlemen clearly do, yeah. Um, you think that you can, it's like functional alcoholics. Yeah. Who think they can do whatever, blast it, and don't realize they like idiots uh-huh. when they're drunk because they still get stuff done? Right. It's like that. It's like that. And either way, one, a crackhead is a crackhead. They don't really care what they're doing when they're smoking crack. And the whole, oh, what's good? They're they're smoking crack. Right. I don't. This is okay. not the time to bring in your morality or worry. No, no, no. <laughs> well, so my worry is not for that person. My worry is for the per. Yeah, no, it is because it's like you're working with heavy machinery. You're gonna get somebody else killed. They're smoking crack. <laughs> All right, no point like, taken. Point taken. It's point not even taken. coke. Like yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're. It makes more sense in a factory to do a line or so like i don't want you to do drugs at all right but if you're going to at least you know so okay so did he sell them rock or did he sell them grams rock what he, he gave him in that bag at night at that strip club so he looked like white powder Mm-mm, it was rocks it was like three or four rocks in there okay okay um which again he learned from t right remember t told him or was that b mickey i told him what Probably be Mickey because I'm it telling you, be Mickey smart. They were on the bleachers, and B. Mickey was like, "We can give it to this fiend in the neighborhood." Yeah, I forgot her name, but yeah, yeah test it out basically. And that's what he did yeah. when um everyone thought that he was blowing money with the stripper. BMF. And again, blowing money fast. Rick Ross has a bar for that, <laughs> right? And actually, as an ex bottle girl, that actually happens, right? Um, you tip the stripper to say, "Hey, let me know who needs my services." Yeah, yeah. and she did okay and he went and gave him a little sample pack right came to the job the next day sold out yeah literally the bag was empty yeah at the end of that scene yeah it was how you sell out of crack in one place that's a lot of work you sold out of crack that's a lot of work they you know what bothers me is they didn't discuss any price with these good burgers you want to start a cartel so bad i just want to know prices <laughs> because because i just find i just find it weird you know you just got rocks you got it for free right you tell your homies there's a whole group of crack <laughs> just See? Like, a flock of crack the- <laughs> what is a crack they just pull up to the taco truck it was like yo i'm looking for something called a, a stone burger but i don't see it on the menu Okay, well, do you know how much it costs? Because you just you was like, I want to order six stone burgers. I think that crack probably has a running price. 
I don't know how they were purchased crack. I don't but, know. Yeah, <laughs> right. But like, what's, yeah, I mean, I would it probably does, but like. Like, you know, do you smoke weed now? I mean, not often, right? Yeah, so like, yeah, really but you know like how that. much money you would need to buy some weed? I don't actually like like You're old I'm, and I, I come, like the era that I come from. Niggas was still selling like dime bags. Even Nick's even. Oh no, honey. They don't yeah, do they anymore. don't. Niggas don't do that no more. I don't smoke weed, and I know how much money I would need yeah, to get weed. You know what I, I mean? I remember, you know, shot. I'm not gonna shout out. You know, no, you're not. Whatever. But I, I remember, I was like, yo, the dime bag. He was like, fam, I'm just gonna give you some trees. Honestly, like, I'm just gonna give you some. What, what are you fuck? talking yeah. about? Like. Like, like I don't, I literally don't smoke, but I can tell you how much money you need to go buy weed. Like, it's just, it might just be an open price. Like, a, yours is an open market. A market price. Everybody know what's up. Yeah, market price. Right. Like, true. when I go get scallops, and it was $34, right? Where I'm going. Right. right? Like, but even things that are market price on the menu be like market price. So you got to ask, like, hey, market what's the price. market price? No, no. If you have to ask the market price, that's not what you're supposed to be ordering. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's like an underground term. Like, you know, like if you into this scene, you know what the market price yeah, is. Yeah, actually. Okay. okay. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that being a concept. At certain restaurants, people will tell you, they will deter you from ordering the yeah. market, whatever the special is at market price. Right. Because you don't know if you like it. Got it. You're not into it. So like if it's like caviar and like row caviar on top of Chilean sea bass. Right. Oh, what's the market price? You probably don't want this because you don't understand Got it. the the nuance of caviar and how it's going to fuck you. It's not good. Right. You either like caviar or you hate it. Okay. So you don't want true. this if you're asking about that. Because if you loved it and liked it, you would know how you, much it costs. You would know how much. You, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, but, but wait a minute. No. Their whole thing was 50, 50 bags. That's why they're the 50 boys, right? So this nigga Baby ordered ordered $300 five. worth of crack and fries. So we talking about $330? Crack makes you hungry. Does it? I guess. I don't have any experience with crack. I, I mean, it's an upper, right? Things speed things up. You metabolism. Okay, that it, the logic well, no, because they say people on coke don't eat. So I don't know, child. I don't. Yeah, I didn't get high for the first time until I was twenty eight. What the I fuck do you. I know? I got you, and, and that was weed. So yeah, right. that's interesting, man. But yeah, I just found it. I just found it weird that like nobody discussed price. You he just gave like he just so gave bad. like a little small wad of money. If you want to be a drug pin- kingpin, just say that. I mean, I, you know, I ain't gonna on. say I want to. <laughs> but um. Uh, so all right so we didn't get a price on the crack burger <laughs> first of all stone burger that is the wackest name for a product that i've ever heard in my life and it's not very burger. It, it's not very like um stealthy it's so not bro that's that's to, mm-hmm. that's totally a name that somebody by the name big meat would make up <laughs> you see like, what i'm saying like, like it could have been like burger. you know the fried chicken nigga don't got no chicken up there yeah, you see what i'm saying right like it could have been, can I get the special? Yeah. Can I get half a wing? Can I get today's special? Like today's special. That's very you know covert. Like, yeah, yeah. Let me get the let me get today's special. I just a it, stone it, burger. I will say the burgers looked good. Yeah, yeah. And he was Fonzo very serious about his craft because he because T called that shit a roach motel. Oh yeah, he was like, almost yeah, a roach coach. Excuse me. Almost got cut. Listen <laughs> with a Michael Myers. Say something else my restaurant about my truck again. Yeah. Yeah, he's serious about them burgers. Listen. Um, where yo, where the fuck did Pat come from in that titty bar, bro? Hey yo. <laughs> yo, that was too comical for me, bro. Pat told you how he got. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like I didn't like I mean that scene was funny. It was definitely comic relief. And I'm glad that like T said something like, yo, where this nigga come from? Because I <laughs> no, was No, but what we do see is Pat stalking them. Yeah, but that he was, popped up on the factory too. So he probably was following them around. Yeah, but that was just a little too weird. That was that was even though it was funny, that was just weird as fuck. 
Like he's sitting right behind him, ducked down. T is like, you're in T's eyesight. Oh, but he lost an eye. So maybe he didn't he have was sitting next to, He was sitting? Yeah, he was Pat was sitting behind Meech. For how long? That's what I'm saying. No, no, I think he just walked up. I don't know. He popped. It was like some Jack in the Box type That's shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it was a amount of like chilling in there. I think that he's stalking them. Fam. As I, we see. And he was like, oh, these niggas find themselves at a titty bar? No, they got me fucked up. Yeah. Not even a good, like he said, you could at least go to a good titty bar. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but but he he ain't see the full picture. He, ain't he see didn't the, see the vision. The full yeah, he ain't see the full vision with Meech goddamn laying the tracks. Meech for, is, is doing some some smart shit right now. No, nah, he is. He he put on his I'm entrepreneurial hat. Yeah. I, but again, he got his brother back. He can kind of relax. Yeah. He he seems to do well. When he, he can, re- he doesn't do well under pressure. He called, as of yet. He called it out too. I think he there was a comment that was even made in this joint where he was like, "Yo, you know, we like, you know, you know, like when we work as a team, we unstoppable or yeah. some shit like that." Yeah, I'm glad they called that out because, um, you know, just knowing the fate of how they went down, like, um, I I don't think they were too much working as a team. I think they even had, and yo, shout out to this week in culture, man, because I I be listening to them. And get a lot more nuance and a lot more detail about what's going on. But the way uh, the way they were explaining it in that joint, because I never read B- Big Meech's book, um, and, and and they have, so they they talk about it a lot. I might need to order that. But um, I think so. And you know, Meech's side was called BMF, and Terry's side was called the Two One Three Boys or Two One Three or something like that. Okay. So so wait, they split up. Yeah, that was their whole thing. They had split up. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, they they had split up. Like Meech was Meech was running BMF, you know, um, you know, in Atlanta. Like he had his own team, his own faction, all that. It was probably the same work, you know. But like, oh, it was yo, amicable. You, you take this territory. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, brothers. Okay. Basically, just, brothers. Yeah, I that thought split they were beefing. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure it was an air of that was there. But with their blood brothers, with, yeah, with the same parents, so yeah. so they ain't gonna take it, but so far, yeah. Um, but I think you know, like, yo, you call your shit whatever, you call your shit over there, and I'm gonna call my shit what my shit is over here, and because we can't agree on how to run it, all yeah. that money go in the same pot, you know, yeah. it all go towards the same you okay. know, plug, but whatever you do, you 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 know, Carl's Jr. Hardee's, right? <laughs> yeah, <Gotcha. laughs> the same burger, gotcha. same this, you know, so, um. Shout out to Hardy's because that's what we got in Virginia. I ain't know about no Carl's Jr. until I got into Cali. And I was like, who the fuck is Carl's Carl Jr.? Is better too. Who the fuck is Carl's Jr.? And why does his logo look like Hardy's? And, yeah. and then I had to figure that and out. And they have tacos. Yeah, that was yeah. They're Their gross. whole shit is different. They're gross. Um the tacos are gross, but the food there is good. Got it. Um, yeah, man. So so fifty boys, maybe fifty dollars a bag bag of rock i don't know i don't know one thing about you you wouldn't know how much some drugs cost i don't know what your problem is i mean that's part of the equation because you got to start counting see the thing is that's how you get to the bottom of you know how much how much a, a street crew is worth right because depending on you know like all right the person you re-up to they know how much you holding because they know how much they charge and they know how much you're buying of it Touche. Right. So it's all mathematical quantities. So like if you start reing up too fast at this particular price, then it's like, oh, okay, like you I can charge you more for the brick. I can charge you more for the brick, but more but more so it's like, okay, I know that you produce X amount of your bottom line is X amount of money per month or per week. You know, and you do that math, you do that arithmetic, 
to you know times 12 months or times 52 you're doing it by weeks and this is how much this particular crew is worth this distribution pipeline is worth which is becoming pat's problem understood yeah he that's that's a huge thing right when when you're talking about the, you know free market and perfect competition and things like that you have to know who is capable of what? Because once somebody can outspend you, there's nothing you can do. Right. right. Like they they can buy more people in an army. You know, they can buy more weapons. They can buy more police protection. You know, that's that's the whole thing with the streets, man. That's, you know, because um, that's these are these are ways to conserve your power. These are ways to conserve order is to be able to, you know, just have a financial um have a financial advantage over your competitor. So, so that's how it breaks down. How, however much you're selling shit for, how much you're selling, you know, and, and the person that you're buying from, that's what they're looking at. Yeah. You know, bottom line, that's what they're looking at. And, and when it, when it starts looking, you know, you too much in the black now, it's like, all right, nigga, you know, you got piped down before you become a problem for me. Right. You know, so I understand Pat's position. Mm. You know, I mean, I don't think it's cool. I don't think it's cool to ever squash on somebody's ambition. I think it's more valuable to give them the game because if they get where they're going, they'll take it. Yeah, they're either they're going to get where they're going regardless whether you help them or not. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, you're either going to be friend or foe when they when they get there. Speaking of friend or foe, mm-hmm. again with this visceral ass violence and Lamar is a that nigga's sick. Um, He's a good bad guy. He going up there with characters i hate in real life okay talk um, about it this nigga walked into a male's hospital room this nigga from <laughs> is bandaged from his eyebrows to his <laughs> toes, to, to toes one leg being held up in the air by traction yeah. sleeping not very peacefully yeah and walks this motherfucker with flowers and daisies. <laughs> yeah, balloons and shit. And balloons and carrying on. I said flowers and daisies, yeah. John. He a bad guy for real. Um, And I think the color yellow is what the color orange was in The Godfather here. Okay, so when you see yellow, you see... Yeah, Okay. I, I really do. Yellow's um, an indicator. But he walked in here, woke this poor man up who was clearly traumatized mm-hmm. from the ass woman that he received because he got the screen before... He was touched. Yeah. Probably because he thought the nigga came to finish the job, but. For sure. That nigga grabbed him by his face. Oh my God. That was already broken in pieces. His jaw was wired shut. Yeah. And he's squeezing on his jaw. Um, That dude's a bad guy for real, man. And it wasn't even just, I think, because again, like that, that's not super violent, right? Mm -hmm. But to be in the mindset of that mm-hmm. to know that there's a human who could look down on this person bandaged from eyebrow to pinky toe mm-hmm. knowing what you did to them seeing their mouth wired shut mm-hmm. and your instinct is to grab their face mm. you understand like that's visceral mm, like that's yeah. that's a very passionate anger and it's like you don't even know him that well what's his mama name <laughs> how you this man right, right. you don't even um, I like Lamar as a bad guy. This is a, he's a very good bad guy. Hold that nigga. Hey, when you get out of here, you go on a road trip. Yeah, forever, a forever road trip for the rest of your natural yeah. black ass life. God, he ain't even just stacking drive. bread like that. Damn, 
yeah. squeezed his wrist, held his face shut, uh-huh. the face, the jaw that's wired shut, held his face and said, "Tell me yes." He can't say nothing, nigga. That shit crazy. Poor well, baby done pissed his pet, pissed himself. He said, "A sponge bath." It's, it's for friends. It, like, yeah, friends ain't doing no sponge bath. You know, I just whatever it, he said. It just be so much with Lamar. I just again, I still think that. Slick is somehow gonna be a problem, mm-hmm. but to watch Lamar just be like, "Oh yeah, the Fifty Street Boys did this shit." Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this nigga, crazy." He's, yeah, he's. I, I'm starting to think he's legitimately like nut house crazy. I know that they they kind of explained it like he spent time in the nut house, but that was like, but that was his lawyer's defense. No, get, nigga, you gotta be a sick nigga. That's what to I'm do saying. Shit. Like he might have, he might have, he might have transitioned to in there because you around all you of learn this for a two lot. years. Yeah. Or a lot of people, the criminally insane are a creative bunch. Right. Um, but honestly, we should have known Lamar was criminally insane when he was fucking that girl on that um bathroom floor oh restaurant. Oh my god, that was, that was so far. That might be my favorite scene of the whole series so far. Man, sick bastard. Just because, like, <laughs> but, yo, they really went there with that. Like that, I gotta shout out that actress, real whoever. Sticky she, ass floors. We should have known. That's when we should have known that, um, he, that he was completely he, he, wild. You know that. His what do you curl, say, nuck and futs? <laughs> nuck and futs. <laughs> um, but I just Lamar. I ooh, slick still. Him in this bag of Cheetos stressing me out. <laughs> Every scene he eating a carb of some sort. Right. Um, I don't. That slick character. Part of me feels like Slick is a connection to Kato. I don't know why. I could see. I was. I was thinking that too. Slick may be a connection to Kato because Slick is definitely. I mean, the, the, again, we talked about nicknames meaning something. You know what I'm saying? And Slick and PM. You know what I mean for like both of his nicknames. So he's definitely somebody who's stealthy. And probably somebody who gunplay is very real. But you cannot slick a can of oil. You cannot. Who who would be the can of oil in this case? Looking like it might be B. Mickey child. It might be who? B. Mickey? I feel like B. Mickey gets back in Meech's good graces by helping them avoid an issue. Right. With these niggas. Or Kato gonna crack. And be like, oh my god, I don't do this no more. I love you so much. Let's drink vodka together forever. <laughs> right. Because Lamar done asked her where the stash house is, child. And as it stands, like you said. The stash house would be Mickey Mama house. The stash house is Mama house, child. But that leads me to believe that, like, even her, like, giving in to, for the, for the, to that vodka, that was in service of information. Like, like now now I'm it looking at be. Kato. Yeah, I think, I, I don't think that this thing just popped up in episode three. No. I think Kato been. Long game. Yeah, been playing the long game. Because she said they're just starting to trust me. Yeah. She was inserted there. Right. So, so she's been, so, yeah, she's again, very methodical. But that brings me back to Slick, right? Because if Lamar was in jail, who inserted her there? Right. But also, also, yeah, correct. And then also look at what Slick is doing with the twelve with the twelve Street Boys, because he acting like he don't have no connection to Lamar neither. Right. So yeah, you might be onto something with that. So like Cato and Lamar, uh, Cato and Slick may be that that may be the connection there. Yeah, because Cato th- is Slick. Sure. Okay. But I think also that she's going to puss out. 
I, I think that she has a real affection for B. Mickey. And I, I think it's going to come down to the wire and she's going to be like, oh my God, this is happening. Come with me. You hate it here anyway. Either that or like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But either way, she's going to tell B. Mickey and B. Mickey going to blow that bitch brain yeah, out. Yeah, B. Mickey going to pop her head off. Yeah. You know, he capable. He going to shake her brain loose. Yeah. And he real player too, man. I like I like his. That's what I'm saying. You was hating on B. Mickey no, no, last no, no, episode. No. That was just some raw honesty for your ass. Right. But he, he player he, though. Like, I like B. Mickey. He he had a lapse. He was he was doing some crazy ass shit for a while. Right, he was he was out of pocket. It's T again. All this proves again. T keep your ass mm-hmm. out of the hospital. Mm, yeah, we kind of need both y'all around here. We definitely need both. Um, yeah, we definitely need both. Yeah, so I think between Cato fit to tear shit up, Lamar being Lamar, I think yo. But, all right, so you didn't feel nothing for him when he was when when Shorty called when Zoe called him daddy. Fear, child, Zoe, you you in danger, girl. Man, no, this, this nigga father of the year award. And again, I was right. I told y'all, Monique, dizzy ass was finna fall, but I'm goddamn backdated letters. Yeah. You you think she fell for those? You think that's what that was? Or you think like he getting to it now? He getting to that chicken, and she bought her bread. If it's about bread, meat is the choice. What are we talking about? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think she's dizzy. <clears throat> Damn. Damn. I don't know. Nah, bro. Crazy niggas got good dick. <laughs> I mean, so, clearly he was he was piping the junk down. But it, see, they, I don't have no indication that like they fucking right now. Ain't no indication when you see Meach and her outside they fucking. That's true. Women do be slick with it enough but <laughs> i think that even because before it was zoe's not yours zoe's not yours zoe's not yours right now it's over here playing monopoly now it's she got tennis um but so you think that's that's because a good dick you don't think that's a money thing mm. i don't think it's money at all i'm sure that you know she's gonna require money but i don't mm-hmm. think it's a money play this bitch was next to pat and meach money ain't ain't a well, that that lets you know that money is a thing for them. No, what I'm saying is, if that can't be why she's with Lamar, then okay, you understand? Yeah. Like, if it was about money, she would just stay next to Meach. God, that it. money's already stable. That money's already there. It's not that's some good, good faith thing, right? That's a good it's, point. She had, she loved him at one point. She did Nigga. to allow your child to call him daddy. I we don't. It, it could that could be her father for all we know. She said it t- wasn't. She has said a lot of things. And I'm tired of Monique <laughs> at this point. All right. Look, she's not even cashed all no more. Monique, listen. <laughs> Pull it together, sis. Because okay. right now, niggas are crazy. He ain't even. Where does nigga live at? That's a great point. This nigga is a hobosexual. Yeah. <laughs> what? A oh. hobosexual. Do you understand me? Yo, that's so, funny. Monique is just making a flaw. Child, she's too old for these mistakes. But yeah. again, um, this episode of Six was right. Monique <laughs> dizzy ass. And poor Meech. He nervous as hell. Going to his bra like, hey, yo, your baby father? Yeah. We got to have a discussion. Right. She based on him. I've been ignoring you all day. Why are you coming over here? So she messy. She she in between. She fucking with two niggas that is problems for Meech. And fucking with Meech. Fucking with Pat. Or we assume that she is. Yeah. That she fucking with Pat. Because they haven't dropped that bomb back on us. 
But then she fucking with Lamar. She she low key like hood messy though. Low key. Yeah, yeah, not even low key. She was outside screaming in the middle of the night. She's not yours. Like yeah, that's true. It ain't no low key about this shit. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, did you know that spittle was slang for hospital? No, I, I don't think it is. <laughs> yeah, yo, like yo. I don't think it is. I think they made that up. I'm sure that they will tell us if it's not made up, but they made that up. Uh, we need to go to our Detroit correspondents to find out for sure, man, because that that threw me off. And Detroit, I love you. I have a very deep reverence for your city, mm-hmm. but if I find out that spittle. <laughs> <laughs> was slang for hospital at any point in your history. We're gonna have a discussion. My nigga said, "What up with what up with B Mick though, man? He ain't even come see me in a spittle. Spittle is like when you when you got That's a little bit I of drip. I was like, when you be like spitting you know, and shit, when you talking and yeah, dripping you know, goop from your it's, mouth. It's a little bit though, not a lot of spit. Yeah, little, little he, spittle. He ain't come visit me in a spittle. Nigga, what? <laughs> I was like, no, they didn't write this shit in the script. This nigga Snoop Dogg. Y'all know we got this playing in the oh background. Oh, my God. Pastor Shifty over here. Oh, my God. Fucking Pastor Shifty. Ready to God day. Bust Lucille draws down. Hey. And, <laughs> and Pops was ready to bust his head to the white meat. That's you understand me? During that whole prayer, he was like, nigga, I'll knock your fucking block off. Yeah. Like, she was getting way too touchy-feely, making this nigga a plate when they don't even got no food for real in the house. Come on, son. Wait, Come on me. now. We just had to fight over a goddamn triple meatloaf sandwich, and you out here giving out giving out place to pastor pastor sideburns pastor, and shit. <laughs> pastor sideburns is crazy. <laughs> and he offered his niece as counsel for the um, lawsuit they would do against the hospital. Right. That was not lost on me. I don't know why it's important yet. Yo, but it is. So, um, one more time, shout out to this week in culture. So, listen to episode two. They made a reference to a podcast called Crime Town. Did, have you ever heard of that joint? You sent it to me. Okay. Yeah. So Crime Town is basically, from what I gathered, it's an audio documentary series. Mm-hmm. So season two is all about, about Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Man, that shit is so good. I haven't bro. started yet because I'm afraid they'll touch on this, and I'm I really want to stay super. I'm like, are nine, they not touching on no, it? No, not okay. not not so far. I'm like nine episodes deep. So they kind of start with Coleman Young that they mentioned in this mm-hmm. in this particular episode, like the first black mayor of Detroit, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, they kind of talk about Coleman Young and then his his sort of like his um. Uh, how far he extended into the streets, how he was connected to the streets. Yeah. And then it gets into like Eddie Jackson, uh, talks about the Chambers brothers. Just basically it covers like it it covers um the political and the street side of things and the connection in between. Okay. Um um the dude who played, you know, I, I call myself, you know, Capsule Foley. That's a callback to to Beverly Hills Cop, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you remember the dude who played Inspector Todd. That was uh, always, if you watch the first, uh, I think he was in all three of them, but he was always cursing Axel Foley out, the black dude. Yes. All right, God damn it. Yes. Who fixed my ass? Yep. So he was a real, like, he was a real, he was really in the police force in Detroit. Oh. His name is Gil something. I want to say Gil Gilberts. I could be wrong. Gil Gilbert or something like that. Um. But how apparently, like the way this documentary, this uh, this Crime Town documentary touches on, it sounds like he might have been a little shiesty too on the low. You know what I'm saying? So basically, the, the whole Crime Town and it's season two of Crime Town, they basically talk about the corruption that happened in Detroit 
from the politics and how that how that was connected to the street corruption and just basically how politicians and police officers were using, you know, the the I mean, just pretty much, you know, the poverty that was happening in Detroit. And they were sort of pimping that poverty to make it work for their their own personal gains. Financially. How did we get here from Pastor Shifty? Oh, okay. Uh, be because one of the, the alleged, right? One of the alleged people that were that was into some shit was like, um, Pastor, not Pastor. Fuck what? Um, the mayor. Who did I just say? Coleman Young. Mm-hmm. Coleman Young's niece. Okay, was apparently like wrapped up in the drug trade and shit like that and, ah. and was protected on high from Coleman Young. Ah, you see what I'm saying? Being, okay, okay. being, being a mayor and being, so that was kind of like his connection to the street. So I wonder if it was somewhat a callback to that. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Cause um, I feel like that's, that's going to be brought up again. Yeah. Be it she into dating or talking to somebody. Cause Meech meets a wife. He does. Yeah. Like big Meech is married. So okay, um, and Lil Meech exists. So yes, Lil Meech exists. Um, so I'm interested to see how that gets called back. I think that Terry is gonna have to really even out this. I don't want to call it anger because it's this new rule with an iron fist. He is going to have to put boundaries around it because mm-hmm. Lawanda let him know very quickly. I don't know what the fuck you thought it was. Mm-hmm. But this here, no, baby, we 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 a team. Right. So you need to figure out who's inside the circle, mm-hmm. and who's outside the circle, mm-hmm. and I think that's gonna take some time, as we see. Okay. Um. I'm I'm interested in seeing Terry's flip of character. Mm. Not you, a flip, a maturation of character, because he was too wide eyed and bushy tailed at one point. Right. Um. And now he's just all about that action. Yeah, like Terry just want to knock everybody block off. I don't hate it. Right. But let's let's be a little slower to what he used to criticize Meech for. Mm-hmm. Meech and every scene they're in together, like nigga, stop! Like you mm. can't just you can't just shoot nobody. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you just got shot in the face, my guy. Like he damn sure did. Sit down. He sit damn down. sure did. Um, especially because now his daddy's suspecting that he's selling drugs. Yes. Well, I mean, he's pretty much on the chair. He's pretty much on the trail. Yeah. I mean, oh, you know, shout out to shout out to T's girlfriend, man, because she really is holding it down. Her name is Lawanda. Her La- name is not T's girlfriend. My, you right. My apologies. Shout out to Queen Lawanda, man, because she she really holding T down. Baby on the fly. Yeah, she nice with it. Uncle Troy. Yeah. Bought that Benz. <laughs> Uncle Troy. Ain't Uncle nobody Troy. falling for that Uncle Troy. Ain't nobody shit. got no goddamn. Except for Lucille. Ex- <laughs> she ain't falling for it either. <laughs> she might. Nah. Shit, man. So you know they let Meech pay for the house. Or, they didn't let him. They didn't let him. He he took it upon himself. But and Lucille proved don't be playing with her either. That's true. Well, h- how do you think that's going to end? Like, it, it, so I don't know much about the Flannerys, like the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but does the father pretty much? I wonder, does he leave the picture completely for real, or was that just like a bluff and he's going to come back after he realizes, like, all right, well, fuck it, I'll take my son's drug money. Um, I think it's a bluff. But I think that leaves space for her to depend on her sons. Right. I think he's going to be gone for a couple of days, maybe. I don't know. I can't call that one. But I feel like, let's say that he is gone for mm-hmm. more than a night. Um, That's going to cause, and the name of the episode was Love All, Trust a Few. Mm-hmm. So you left when stuff got hard. Mm-hmm. You've been 
mean to my kids, not enough money to pay bills. Mm-hmm. We've been robbing Peter to pay Paul. You've been yelling at everybody. And I stayed. Mm. And I sat here and went through it. You mad at somebody else and you left. Mm. Knowing you're the head of this house. Mm. You told me to make me the head of the house. My son don't give me this lip. Mm-hmm. My son's one desire is to take care of me. Mm. Like my husband should have been. Damn. Instead, my husband left. Heard you. You told him, let Meech come and go? Yeah, Meech just paid the mortgage. Which kind of, again, if there's nothing wasted, Meech called out in the car. I just paid the mortgage to a place I ain't welcome in. Right. You got your key back, my nigga. Because I promise you, Nicole going on all the field trips. Mama not working at Wendy's. Right. Terry and this baby finna be fine. Like, I don't, I feel like that leaves space for her to have much more. She's often very compassionate. But she no longer has to feed into her husband's whims about his fragile. Because what we learned here is his issue with his son selling drugs, nothing to do with their safety. Right. It's his ego. It's his ego of being a provider. Right. Yeah, it's being that's being that's being questioned here. Or that's being he feels like it's being attacked, but it's not. And I ain't gonna hold you as a woman. You tell me or else. Yeah. Heard you. Yeah. You just threatened me. You gonna choose or else. No, nah, cause you threatened me. Yeah. Do what I say or else. Or and like she said, nigga, or else what? Yeah, she was like, she that was a cold line. She said, nigga, I'm your wife. I'm you are not my daddy. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't take orders from you. Yeah, that was a cold line. Yeah. And she went upstairs. She ain't chased behind his little ass. Right. Let him leave. Get out there. You and your GM outfit. Get yeah. out. Get out. <laughs> he gonna be back. Cause right, cause where you going? Cause where you going? Yeah, it's cold. Yeah, you don't got you. You can't afford the mortgage. Clearly, oh, wow. Don't don't be cold. Six. Don't be catty. Six. You right? No, nah, we here. <laughs> We're here. Where well, are you going? Uh, at the end of the day, do you really feel like Mr. Flannery is a real issue? Like, do you, do you understand where he's coming from? Right. I do, but I think that ego is a real issue. Right. Especially because them boys going to make them make their way to GM. Well, but I think part of it too is like you okay, well let me ask you this instead of saying that. You don't think part of it too is you know, feeling like, yo, where did I go wrong in terms of setting an example for these kids? You know what I'm saying? Because like you can, you as a parent when your kids are doing stuff, I I think it's almost impossible to not look at what you've done mm-hmm. to to for them to feel like they've had to come here mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so so maybe some of it is maybe yes ego for sure because i'm not going to be taking my kids money to pay my bills right but is part of it is possible that part of it is yo man i i have to set an example of integrity you know what i'm saying and like if i take your drug money then what i'm showing you is that even good men that you consider me a good man can be corrupted and that's not that's not the message that I want to leave you with about life. You know what I'm saying? You can be a good man and still be impenetra- impenetrated or, you know, not penetrated by the corruption around you. I think that's rooted in ego also. Oh, explain that. I don't, I don't agree. Um, I think that you don't want your children to do bad things. Like, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. But it's a refusal to look at how they got there. Sure, you were being a great guy, stand-up person, who, but you did all those things and couldn't provide still. Okay, right? that's fair. My mom has to have somewhere to live. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you can't do it. I'm going to. And the thing about being corrupted, you can't say that and pay GE. 
You can't say that and do what? And pay whoever your um, electricity provider is. Okay. Right? Why, why you, so? They're corrupted. Okay. You you take a check from GM. Got it. Right. So then it becomes a nitpick of which corruption is okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's decided, a generational thing. I think. No, no. But what you've decided is the corruption that I accept is okay. Right. Your corruption's not okay. God. But it. the other corruption is. Right. There, there are certain devils and demons that we have already learned to lay with. Stop bringing me new ones. And that's rooted in ego. It's rooted in comfort. Got it. Right. So I and I can honestly understand and respect and I, and I get it. Even the ego. Because mm. who wants their children taking care of them before it's time? That's a good point. Right. Like I, I completely understand and respect that. But also I'm not a man, but I'm mm-hmm. kind of an adult most days. And I would imagine that part of being an adult man especially is an evolved one mm-hmm. is knowing that sometimes you might have to acquiesce to help mm-hmm. and that the greater good has to matter. Okay. Like your wife and your daughter having a home mm-hmm. needs to matter more than you feeling uneasy about taking money from your son. Mm-hmm. Because what you're showing, what you're showing me as a man is that I should live outside before I accept help. Okay. Well then then if if you do accept help from your sons, does that make you less desirable to your partner? To to your spouse. You know, because that's that's what's at play too is that the it's not just manhood of how I feel about myself, it's how you interpret me as not being able to provide. Nigga, in she such married a way. you broke. She did, but but that was before she saw another way also. Yeah, but I don't think that Lucille gonna let her husband sell drugs. But I, I think that I'm not a parent yet. Mm-hmm. But I cannot wait for my hypothetical children to start paying my bills. <laughs> you understand? Right, right. With legal money, though. None of my business. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't wait till my kids hit 40, 50. Yeah. And mom can just stop. Well, first of all. I'm going to retire by the time my kid's like 15. I'm doing this the right way. Okay. But like the first time I, my child buys me something expensive. Yes. I'm excited for that. Not just because I'm going to run their fucking pockets like they ran mine their whole life. Right. But because my kids are the places they can. Got it. Um, Do I want my kids selling drugs? No. Is my child going to sell drugs? No. And we can die about it. Like you're just not gonna do it, right? Like I'm, right. I'm definitely Team Charles here. Okay, okay. right? But Char- Charles, that's dad. That's dad. Okay, right, okay. Mr. Flannery, Flannery. But if it happens, like I'm not gonna, I'm also not gonna discard you if you do it. Yeah, right. Because what example is that setting? I, a lot of times, parents think that you set an example by not accepting behavior. Yeah. No, you set an example that your child's disposable if they don't do what you like. Jeez, or when things true. become dangerous and you think I'm making the wrong decision for the life that I have to live, that I can't depend on my parents to even be a safety net. Not even to save me. Just right. make sure I don't die. Interesting. Right. You taught me I can't come to you when things get hard. Interesting. You taught me you are not a safe space for me. So so your your position is that Mr. Flannery is... It's ego. It's, it's ego. It's does, ego. So does, does he? It's understandable. Okay, there we go. That's yeah, yeah. I, I completely understand it. I am. I. I don't. I don't fault him. Yeah. But it's ego. Uh, you would sooner so. be destitute and homeless <laughs> than to take money from your son. Because no one's telling you to get an allowance from the nigga. Yeah. I mean, but th- I think that's kind of how it feels, though. But like, 
in my life, even there have been times where if someone had just paid my rent one time, mm-hmm. you, I would be I could figure everything else out and yeah. even get ahead. Right. You you would try to make a deal with the bank. Got it. Whatever deal you gonna make, start on it yourself. Right. At zero, like you got a blank slate, my G. Like you should be able to figure it out now. Got it. The stuff that you were behind on isn't behind anymore. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Be upset, be fake mad all you want to, but to try and undo it? Nigga, yeah. are you smoking the crack next time? He's <laughs> smoking the crack. Yeah, sound like he might have been. Understand? Yeah, yeah. But them boys going to end up at GM. And he going to have to deal with, is he going to tell? Right. Or is he going to let it go? lifestyle too much. Yeah. Not even lifestyle. I think it's going to become a father thing. Do I get my sons in trouble? Okay. Or... Do I ignore it and seethe about it at home? Right, 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 right. Cause they gonna make their way to GM. They got to. I think that's that's yeah. definitely what they were piping us up to. Yeah. To, to get to. Um. Okay. Yeah. I, I I like your assessment. I mean, I'm. Yeah. I mean, you summed it up when you said you understand it. I do. Yeah, that summed it up for me. Yeah, that summed it up for me. Okay. Um. Uh. Let me see. What What else did I write down here on these notes, man? Um, oh, I want to address something that was, I didn't like, I didn't like this when I heard about this. I didn't like this when they said it in the episode, Uh-oh. um, when they were like, yo, our rule was we didn't sell to white people. I understand it. Yeah. So this is the argument that you're making about the Flannery's. Like, I understand where that sentiment comes from, but I'm, I also listen to what that says. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We, I didn't we, like we, that we only going to destroy our own people. I'm not a fan. I get. I, I get totally their reasons. Get it. Yeah, but it's like. But it, it's just like, come on, fam. Because I feel like if I sold drugs, I wouldn't sell drugs to black people. That's that's what I'm getting at right there. Yeah. Like knowing how destructive this shit is is like okay, low key. You should only be selling to white people. Listen, you know what I'm saying. But I, you know, the, this whole ideology that like, you know, white. If I'm buying from a white person, that's right here. Um, you know that if I'm buying from a white person in this particular area, they probably it have to be a Fed, or they're gonna bring the Feds. Yeah, or they're gonna bring which the is, Feds, which is true. Logic makes perfect sense, but it just it's an uncomfortable truth. It is. It's a man. very uncomfortable truth because I can't say that if I lived in Detroit in the eighties, yeah, a white person makes me nervous. Fuck is you, nigga. Go. You know how much I hate going and get in Norfolk. Okay. How did y'all get here? <laughs> what are y'all and white yeah. people and so people who may not be familiar norfolk is a historically black area that the hipsters have found yeah um we have really good food down there really great quaint neighborhoods cobblestone roads water all these great things and white people have built things like grilled cheese restaurants where they only <laughs> sell grilled cheese i love that for them like it's just weird shit like that right now look at you like, what are you doing down here? Right. No, what are you doing here with, with your golden retriever at 9 p.m. on Church Street? Uh, the they, first time I saw a white person running on Church Street, I said, oh, there goes the fucking neighborhood. There goes child. the neighborhood. So I, I get your point there. what are you doing there. on this side of 26? Yeah, I get your point there. Uh, yeah. I see what you're saying. It's an uncomfortable truth. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable. Because I feel truth. how you feel about it. Like, no, yeah. let's 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 so destroy these honkies. Yeah, so but, to all the white people. Like, we could let's yeah. get them out of here faster. Yeah, that's, but it, but it's true. That's the logic that. But it also helps me understand, like, when we talk about like what drugs did to our communities, right? I think it's it's a real thing. 
And, th- and this goes for a lot of things that happen to us. Some things are systemic. Most things are systemic. And then there's some things that are self-perpetuated through the systemic nature of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's like it's like the system just starts working with it nobody. Yeah. You know, you know, the system starts. There's somebody that's kind of like that's supervising the shifts. And that's where the system comes from is this is this superiority of the system sort of weighing in on your every move. But then there's a point where it's like that, you know, that shift leader can go on lunch break and the system is still fucking working. So in tech, that's, that's described as the black box, right? So when you have Mm -hmm. any kind of AI or um, anything kind of automated, there's a black box Mm -hmm. and you put the algorithm in it. Mm. So that's where it lives. But the problem, the longer rant, why AI should not exist. Right. As far as like lifelike, the black box begins to correct itself based on what happens within the algorithm. Okay. So it's systemic as to why white people are a problem in these areas. Mm -hmm. The black box correcting itself is black people only choosing to sell to each other. Mm. Right. So the people who put the algorithm in there knew the black box would correct itself. Mm. So I, I don't want to blame them because it kept them safe. Right. You understand? That's what I'm saying. It's sticky. Yeah. It's very sticky that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. But it it just kind of opens my eyes to that. Like, you know, that there's Yeah. I like I like your black box analogy. Yeah. That's 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 it that really put it in perspective for me. Um Yo. Pat's free basin. We touched on that, yeah. Pat, he yeah. went to drop that money off yeah. and Pat was high as fam, he was nodding. Yeah. He was nodding. Like you, he had a junkie nod. Man, and did you see- Which like means it's the, not new. Did you see the like disdain, sort of like all the admiration for Pat just drained out of him? Drained. I think that was the, the I think that was probably the decision maker for him. Yeah. Whereas like, you know- We're not buying from him. Yeah, we can't, we can't be wrapped up underneath this nigga because he is an addict, you know? And, Which makes him a, a liability. A, totally a liability yeah you know but but you know also just on the ego on the ego shit it's like oh nigga, you a fucking junkie nigga right like you, you can't fade me. me yeah, yeah like, you can't fade you can't tell me nigga, nothing i'll beat your ass me. right now like exactly it's like it's like you know i would imagine it's like you, you know when a teenage boy if he ever whoop up on his pops it's like nigga you can't never tell me to take out the trash ever again nigga kevin hart has a skit about that <laughs> he damn sure does doesn't yeah. he yeah he but, damn sure does i forgot about that but yeah. yeah, I just Pat was nodding, like standing there, just like gone. Wood is playing his ass off. He is acting his ass off in this Nigga. show, man. <laughs> Wood Harris deserves all his flowers. Yeah, he acted his ass off in this show. I'm gonna tell you something I did like in this episode too. You know, uh, because last episode I really stressed that Meech wasn't a good leader. Mm-hmm. But Le- Meech did a few things in this episode that made me that made me say, okay, boom, he's learning, mm-hmm. you know, or or you know, he is stepping into this leader role in a more positive way. On today's season of Nikki was right. Keep going. <laughs> when he offered uh, his the Rolex for whoever is the that was brilliant. Yeah, and he said sometimes cracking a whip ain't about violence. There you go. You got to find what moves your people. Yep. Yep, and he damn sure found it. You know, obviously money move all of them, but that, that but that's foreshadowing. You know, maybe that's a way to sort of like fish out who are the potential threats in your in your in your thing too. You know, like you know when people are completely motivated by the money, um, 
like no, in Kato's case. At that level, I want you motivated by money. Them niggas are a step under Kato even. Yeah. So they're more like sales associates that get yeah. commissions off of yeah, them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want them. I want my street team motivated by money. Got it. Because remember, that's what Ben Mickey was saying. They're not really loyal. They just here for the money. Right. And that's a real thing. Yeah. It, 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 so it, let me keep offering you some if that's what drives your loyalty. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, damn. Any any other major points here in this episode? No, I think we stepped on this hoe. I feel like we did too. Let me just peruse my notes real quick though. Of course. Because yeah. you know. Goddamn notes. Because you know, a nigga just again, no. But uh, I, 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 I do feel like we pretty much covered all the major points. Yeah. Um, the biggest the biggest takeaway is definitely Kato though. Because, you know, this this episode really framed her in a new light. Um, And I, and I like that. I like that we got, you know, a, a female character that uh is it okay for me to say female characters that makes sense right females and adjectives so yes okay good um her character just kind of like going from well just being sort somewhat of a black sheep a, a character that we don't see it a lot in these stories you know like a corner girl mm-hmm. um and, and you know and her I, I even felt like you know when that security guard pulled up with her and b mick when they were outside that whole industrial park and he was like, yeah, I know what you are. You know, basically calling her a prostitute. Yeah. Get yourself in your pimp. And to some degree, he wasn't wrong. I mean, she's kind of a prostitute for opportunity, it seems like, right? Okay. I'm reaching? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Philosophical ass. Yeah, but yeah, Kato's interesting. We're going to see each other. Okay. All right, bet. Well, shit. Let's, uh, let's, let's get into these Rico Awards. Let's. Soon the position. Put your hands on the car. Keep them where I can see them. What? Put your hands on the car and keep them where I can see them. Nigga, hurry the fuck up. Nobody seen or heard from J-Mo. Please, please tell me you ain't do nothing stupid. Man, I smacked him up a bit and sent him on his way. He been missing since I dropped him off to you. Man, I don't know where that nigga at. Clearly somebody is making a play for 12th Street. It sound like it's more internal than external if you ask me. New drug task force being formed. Watch your back. What? That's what we got you for. I ain't gonna have much wiggle room. So, you know, this here, this your heads up. All right, we back in this thing. Yep. Um, all right, so, you know, and just quick brush her up for it. You know, we always gotta, we, you know, you never know if we get new listeners. So we just gotta. I hope we are. I believe we know, are. Make sure that they understand. So Rico Awards are when Six and I basically call out who we feel like are the most important people of this episode or, you know, the ones who drive the episode, who, if you were building a case, somebody, you know, the, the central figure in this particular episode, having said that, even I have, you know, the person for my Rico awards is not like the central figure. It's just more so somebody that I think is going to come back and, you know, bite you in the mm-hmm. ass. But we, so we do the, the important character and then we do the most important scene. Right. Um, in this particular episode. So that's the Rico awards here. All right. Um, six, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into this pool and tell you who I think, um, to me, the MVP, the most valuable prick in this episode. Right. Love that. <laughs> All right. Um, I can't remember his name. The cop. Wood Harris's brother in real life. Yes. Steve Harris, I think his name is. It is Steve Harris. Oh, God. I've... Coach. They called him coach, yeah, coach on this. He just been coach. Oh, he's just been coach? No, no, no. I don't know his real cop name. He just coach. Every okay. time we talk about him, he's coach. So he's going to stay coach. Gotcha. So I'm, 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 I picked him. And okay. And the episode didn't really hinge around him. 
But what happened is there was a clear switch in mm. there was a clear change in of uh, friend of foe, right? Like Who you it? You know, he entered into this episode as a friend. Mm -hmm. He left out of this episode as opposition. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be just considering the fate of what happened to uh, BMF. I feel like this is a big foe because this is somebody who you have legitimately paid off. Mm -hmm. This is somebody who, you know, who, who knows your dirt to some degree. Yeah. And who has the muscle to switch up on you mm -hmm. and not suffer any consequences. But also, you know, considering what's happening with this Drano task force situation. Well, and what did that stand for? It was like down, it was like down river. Uh, hold on. I wrote it down because, you know, the whole down river, you know, that's the whole thing for Detroit. Uh, down river area narcotics organization. Mm -hmm. Right. So with that, with them coming in, leading the task force on everything specifically, Flannery files. Yeah. Um, and, and it was more than that, but they, they, they called that out specifically the Flannery files and all this other shit that y'all are working on has to go through this. I think that's going to turn into a big problem later on. And I, and the groundwork was laid in this episode. So that's why I gave it to the coach character. I agree. Okay. Um, my most important character was definitely Cato. Okay. Yeah. I, I figured you would pick her. Um, cause she is finna fuck shit up probably. Yes. Well, not on accident, but she's going to regret it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what she told Lamar in that bathroom. I think we're going to find out really soon. Right. Lamar doesn't seem like the most patient man. Not at all. Um, he a checkers nigga. You understand? Yeah. Chess ain't really his jam. Uh -uh. Um, but I think that watching her interactions with everyone and how they've kind of shifted a bit, uh -huh. not even super strongly. It could also, it could almost be ignored. Like everyone's just tense, mm -hmm. but people used to be tense and still hold space for Kato. Mm -hmm. That space is getting smaller organically mm -hmm. and she's interpreting it as trust because they're treating her how they treat each other. Okay. When I don't think that's it. Like you ain't you ain't been around long enough to have that kind of grace. Mm. Like you should take this seriously. I, I think she's I think she's misreading being able to sleep with be Mickey as being allowed in an inner working. And it's she's gonna regret it. Yeah, she's I can gonna see regret that. it. Yeah. I definitely see the arc of her character and then with a bullet in her face. I, I want her scalp in three episodes. <laughs> yeah. I'm back to demanding heads. Yeah. See, I, I don't hold that much contempt for her right now because there's no honor amongst thieves. So I understand. Oh, no, there like, is though. We'll argue about that it next episode. It should be. Yeah, it sh it should be for cold. sure. This this is why it'd be so hard for women to be a part of these organizations now, because women just be easily swayed, child. Damn, but nah, you shit. It'd be niggas easily swayed too. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, but yeah, don't get it twisted. But women. Okay. Okay. Well, the and woman's telling me, and I'm gonna yeah, listen. And I'm gonna listen to you. I think the fear about that is, it, if we're being honest, women can move in ways that men can't. Right. Right. So if she wanted part of six crew, she could. And who would say what to her? That's Nothing. You know, what, you know what I mean? So Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's our characters. What um most important scene? Hmm. Oh, let, let me let me dig in because I because I'm fresh off the watch. So let me just kind of go through a mental Rolodex of my scenes. If you want to go first, that's I'm I'm okay with that. No. Okay. So let me go through my mental Rolodex of scenes. Is that you scrolling through Rolodex? That, that noise? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> well, why are you going through the Rolodex, Alga? Okay. Because it's on now. The most important scene to me was finding out Pat was freebasing. That's a good one. Walking in and seeing a chink in Pat's armor, a big chink yes. in his armor, um, and seeing what kind of base head he was. Right. He wasn't a violent one. Mm. Um, he was a really friendly one. Okay. This is a stretch and probably won't happen. But if they wanted to manipulate him and get him high mm-hmm. and get him to agree to something, they could. Mm. Like if he had asked him who the plug was right then, mm-hmm. he would have gave him the plug. Mm. Like, and I think seeing that as a weakness to Pat that, like you said, he just wasn't expect that um, Meech wasn't expecting and wasn't prepared for. Right. And I'm not afraid of it. I, I ain't scared of no base head, dog. That's a fact. You understand? Like, so all this shit you talking, you a fucking addict. Like, yeah, you need to keep product. You smoking it all. Like, <laughs> right. You understand? <laughs> like, are are you on my back this way because you owe somebody money? Could be. You know what I mean? Never so got on supply. Right. So I and he ain't having no bad bitches in there. Like, bitch in there was ugly with her bra falling Come off. Come on, man. She was crazy looking. She ain't brushed her hair in days. Come on. But man. that was important to me only because of the shift it's going to cause between Meech and Pat. Yes. And I'm interested to see how T reacts when Meech tells him. Because Meech going to have to explain to T why he didn't ask for the work then. That was the goal. Right. Um, And Meech was like, hey, you know, let's wait. And T was like, tell me now. Then it's not a 12 Street Boys, whatever. But I think that it's going to be interesting to watch that shift play out. Got it. Mm. Okay. I'm not mad at that scene. And, and I am excited like you are about seeing that shift play out. I'm not mad at that scene. I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to say the scene of them establishing the distribution pipeline at the 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 fucking what do they call it the factory the factory there okay. you go yeah i feel like that was the most important scene okay. um just because this this seems like the building blocks of how they built their empire mm-hmm. you know that like t made it a point to say like yo these niggas at the factory ain't they ain't just scraping up 10 bucks like they ain't scrape like they they in their place of employment. They got yeah. steady income. Yeah. So they, you know, they have disposable income to burn for, you know, leisurely pleasantries and you know, all of these all of these things. Crackheads. So, yeah. And and you know, any any business, any good business model will tell you um that the the you know, you can make you can get rich with the product, but the wealth is built in the repeat business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, so, you know, you already have a very, uh, an addictive product, right. Yeah. That, that brings them back. But then you have an addictive product amongst people that have a maintainable source of income. Right. You know, so and you're that, making it easy. Yeah. So now, you know, what that does is that probably yields more sales over time. I would imagine that's how the art goes mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, you know, everybody's buying one bag a week. It starts off there. And then it's like, well, fuck it. I can afford three bags, you know. And it makes more addicts, right? People who may have been on the fence yeah. about wanting to try it. Now it's right there and yeah. see everybody else doing it. So, yeah, I agree. And that's scary. That That's actually what, man. Yeah, because I'm selling out. I was I was, I was surprised. Yeah. Like, Whoa, wait. You're going to have to bring a lot more product here. What's it going to look like? How's Fawn's going to feel about that? Like, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to watch all that play out. Yeah, Fawn's gonna get tired of the ass for sure. He's gonna give him the truck. 
I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, too. I don't think that's ugly or messy. I think that Fawns really just wants his restaurant. Okay. I think they're going to take care of him. I don't think they're going to beat him over the head about it. Good. It's burgers and fries, dog. Like, we can figure out how to make burgers and fries. Yeah. Somebody order it. That's the truth. Yeah, like. That's the truth. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, on to the next segment. Versus. Anybody see you come here? <sighs> come on, put You know I can slither my way in and out when I want to. Speaking of which, you've been working with Meech and Terry for a while. Lamar, don't fuck me over. They're just starting to trust me. I don't renege on good faith deals. So you tell me everything I want to know, and I make sure we both get paid. All right, six. We back up in this thing for the verses. Bike. All right. Who? So who do we pick for the artist this week? Um, I picked Rick Ross. Okay. Um, every week isn't going to be particularly about artists who is attached to BMF, mm-hmm. only because there's going to be at least two seasons of this. And some of these artists are kind of obscure, if we're being honest, and like finding their music is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will always bring you luxury rap. Yes. So king of luxury rap right now is Rick Ross. That's a fact. So we're we're going to use Rick Ross this episode. Okay. All right. So crack open your verse. Which What, what verse do you feel um, like Rick Ross had for this? Technically, it's a gunplay verse, but on a Rick Ross song. Okay. Shout out to gunplay. I'm Fun fact. I am afraid of gunplay. He the coolest nigga alive, bro. Is he? He's so cool. I am physically afraid of him. No idea why. It's completely irrational. Yeah. It, um, it, I'll say this. Like, what, you know, his the image of him, it doesn't, you know, like, I mean, usually usually be the coolest niggas anyway. That'd be like the real killers. But No, right. It's not even the image. It's not even, I've been around killers before, right? Like, right. he's a dreadhead from Miami. Like, it's not new to that. Yeah. But I've seen him in an airport once. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know me, I am not tall. Like when people ask me how tall I am, my answer is I'm not. So <laughs> gunplay mm-hmm. is tall. Yeah, you're like six four, six three, six four. And he's like massive. Like he's not a skinny man. Okay. And then he's gunplay. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. And he's kind of erratic. What I saw him, he was like kind of erratic. Okay. And it's irrational. I'm sure he's love. People tell me he's lovely. Yeah. But I'm I'm afraid of gunplay. Interesting. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Just shout out to gunplay. Yeah. Shout out. I love his music. He's great. Mm-hmm. Um. But solo verses. And I was raised to be a killer, but I grew to be a hustler. Beg your pardon. Say you sorry. I don't argue with the customer. Yeah, 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 I don't argue with the customer. And I got two bad bitches and they crying for the white plate of cards in my hand right they dyking by the night call a plug bad news tell a story till it's born sound sketchy any noise i don't care i need my coin and there's word to this dead i ain't lying on my groin anytime get lying like a rhyme in a poem white so basically it's just about look gaming people like i grew up this way i'm a, i grew up this way i'm gonna merge it into something else mm-hmm. i'm gonna figure out how to do it talking about calling the plug now we got a problem we called the plug and found out that he might be a plug. Mm. Um, when Meech was in the strip club, like, I know it looked like I'm just grinding on this little bitch, but no, nah, I'm trying to make something like I'm going to flip it out. I'm going to have her doing a job for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just about taking nothing and making it something. Got it. And I appreciated that verse. And it's probably my favorite gunplay verse. So okay. I want to be able to throw that in there. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. I ain't mad at that. It fits. Shoe fits. Um, I'm going to go a little bit of a different route. Okay. A, a different kind of rosé. 
you know, real chill production, Rose. I'm going to go with Tears of Joy. Okay. Uh, yeah, from the Teflon Don album. Looking in the mirror, but I don't see much. Still running the streets, so I don't sleep much. Watching the snakes so they don't creep up. But the way I'm getting this money, niggas can't keep up. You niggas can't keep up. Niggas got beef, but it can't be much. I'm still walking through the crowds like I can't be touched. Top back, all black. Gretzky puck. Ice skate a little later, might let me fuck. Damn, she might let me fuck. Last night I cried tears of joy. What did I do to deserve this? The verse really digs into how it feels when you first start getting money. Mm-hmm. When you first start like realizing that you that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's how I kind of take that specific verse, man. Like, uh, you know, that moment that you separate, like, being a, somewhat of a follower and, like, a, you, you know, just a player in this game to, like, nah, niggas moving my drum beat sort of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what's happening with the Flannery's organization right now. Um uh, you know, they're starting to get their footing, you know, uh, finding finding this distribution pipeline with these factories, um, y- you know, just, you know, uh, the play that's coming for Pat, that you know is coming for Pat. The way they handle things is changing. The way they handle things is very much changing. And I feel like this is the soundtrack. That particular song is a soundtrack for that, you know. Okay. Uh, even down to like, uh, with, you know, praising god what did i what did i do to deserve this i mean yeah. the opening quote for this episode was like yo there was always a bible in our house you know mm-hmm. um you know the 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 problem wasn't that we didn't come from a place that had a good example the problem was that we was just fucking broke right <laughs> you know what i'm saying so even mixing even mixing you know praying to god in with the fact that you're doing something i mean at the end of the day it's just hideous it's god hideous in your community broke though he doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but it's just that, that crisis of conscience to me. That's what that song really speaks yeah. to. Crying tears of joy. There's a conflict of like, um, what I have to do for, to make my money and what makes up my morality, mm. you know? And, and yeah, so tears of joy speaks to that to, for me. Gotcha. Yeah, man. Um, I think this is a pretty decent episode six. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am very much looking forward to BMF episode four yep um where can they keep up with us on our socials on grams of snow on twitter grams of snow pod on instagram mm-hmm. um give us a shout someone say hi to us come cuss us out whatever you feel like doing yeah. tell a friend and tell a friend about this there it is and again thank you for your patience guys yeah yep very very much man and um you know man if you really rock with us man if you if you if you one of the people that's amongst you know that I get my I get my fair share of text messages and mm-hmm. you know and and love from our friends and stuff like that to say yo you know you and six really doing your thing with this podcast yada 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 keep doing it man we love listening man if you really one of those people man tap into our you know our Apple podcast leave a review yes you know what i'm saying just start you know pass the show on to someone that you know is watching BMF i told you man we on this road to get dang making sure that the grams of snow podcast is the official podcast for bmf season two absolutely so we got a lot of ground to cover to make sure that we get there and we need your help because you are our distribution pipeline you are indeed our co-defendants listeners guys i'm trying oh she tried with it you know yeah trying to think of something cooler guys you know until then until then that's what that's what it's gonna be the codes why can't the shirts like hi friends hi friends oh just hi friends that's what I say. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
maybe that could work. See? But we, but the bottom line is we need your help. We need y'all's pipeline. So holla at y'all, man. Um, we'll be back next week for episode four, BMF. You know, until then, say no to drugs. All right. Bye, friends. <laughs> this has been an On Ear Network production.